Hey, and welcome to Fangirl NFL Show. This will be your one-stop shop for all things game day. It's a weekly chat with your football besties. Whether it's the most exciting matchups of the week or tips on how to make the most of your game day, Haley and Sydney keep it fun throughout the NFL season. So grab a drink, listen to us while you're sitting in traffic, but please don't do both at the same time. Either way, get ready to fangirl about football with us week after week. Welcome back to another episode, guys. I know we're taping this on a weird day. We usually put our podcast out on Wednesdays. We're taping on Fridays because I was at a work conference. But I kind of love the um, mid-afternoon Friday taping. It's like our vibes are good. We're ready yeah. for the weekend. Yeah. Is, yeah. We're great. upbeat, ready to go. Um, so How are you feeling? Week- you feeling better than last week? Feeling so much better. Um, I can good. breathe. Um, it's great. <laughs> That's so, a good start. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the weather's really nice too. It's it is. Everyone has been saying, again, we're new to Portland, guys, but everyone's been saying this is um this is not normal to be in October in this time and for the sun to still be out and for the weather to still be nice. It's not normal. So we're definitely yeah. taking advantage. I am loving it for as long as I possibly can. Yeah. I'm like, please don't go. Don't yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so this week we decided to try something a little different. Um, we're going to start rolling out segments. Um, not only will this keep us organized, but this will kind of help us. <laughs> what do you mean? About- we just talk about, re- yeah, you know, we you just know, go off on tangents just- all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but this is also going to allow us to talk about other things outside of the four quarters that we enjoy about the game and about football in general. So yeah, we're going to get started with what we're going to call Sunday's best. <laughs> and it's going to be what you think it is. Basically the pregame looks who had the best pregame outfit. Who had that drip that we just can't stop talking about. Exactly. Exactly. So who's number one? Um, okay. So one of my, um, uh, listen, I I've said it before. I'm not a huge fan of Juju Smith Schuster as a person. I don't know him at all. Right. Like what he puts out there on TikTok and stuff. Um, I'm just like, eh, you're pretty annoying. But his drip this uh, weekend was wearing the Wakanda sweatshirt. Wakanda forever, baby. Yeah, um, which I actually found out this is a collection by Adidas. So they are rolling out cleats, jerseys, um, gloves. Yeah, which is super cool. Parker jacket. Yeah. And it's got to be in conjunction with um, Black Panther coming out yes. again. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be coming out soon, which yeah. is awesome um that movie's incredible it'll be you know really bittersweet i know um but it'll be really really cool so i i will say i liked i liked his outfit this week yeah um and let's talk about price point in case you guys want to get some of this stuff okay? oh <laughs> yes let's do it um the lexus will not be available that was just a one-off so okay. sorry to anyone who wanted the car um but <laughs> the cleats are gonna run for about 160 the jersey 130, which is actually not bad. Those are both like doable. NFL jerseys. Um, and then uh, the jacket, I am pretty sure was a one off, but okay. definitely over 300. So honestly, that's actually something where like usually you look at all of these guys outfits and it's like Louis Vuitton and off white and, you know, whatever. And it's just not even in the realm of possibility. This is actually yeah. something you could own. Yeah. So it's if you yeah, if you liked you know, his fit this weekend, um, you can, you know, go and buy it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Number two, we have Dwayne Washington with the saints. 
Um, I love this outfit because it was giving cozy vibes, um, <laughs> but perfect fall weather. Yeah, clothes. perfect fall weather. Um, but he had a two piece knitted set from um, Honor the Gift, which is actually Russell Westbrook's brand. Sweet. Um, and then when looking through it, the pants were about one sixty five, crew neck one thirty, and then he topped it off with a Louis Vuitton hat that was six hundred and thirty five dollars. Just swipe the card. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine spending that on a hat? Yeah. Like one day it's like my dream. It's my dream to be able to just um, make enough money where if I was like, oh, I love that hat. And somebody was like, it's 700 bucks. You're like, OK, no problem. Yeah, whatever. That sounds amazing. Hey. But I also yeah. am the type of person that loves finding things on sale. So yes. I don't know if I'd ever actually spend that kind of money. Like yeah. I would be more excited if I found that hat on sale for $200 and then yeah. bought it at $200. Yeah, that would definitely be, that would be the moment. Yeah. I just cool. did that actually. I bought shoes for my rehearsal dinner oh. and uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the name, the brand correctly. Loaf, Loafful, no God, I can't even say it. Loafler Randall. I don't know if you've ever heard of that brand. The yes. shoes are usually $450. They're really cute, Ooh. like platform heels that have a kind of a bow on the front. And oh. I found them on a flash sale at Saks for 120 bucks. Wow. So I bought them. I was so excited. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. going to be nice. Yeah. Lots of picks. Yeah. All right. Who's number three? Um. Okay. So for number three, I had Quinton Williams from the Jets. He's in a Bel Air Letterman's jacket. Um, he's wearing a home and femme Beverly Hills hat uh, and he just looks swaggy if yeah. I'm allowed to say, say that word I feel so <laughs> dumb saying that word but he does he just like I, I love um, Letterman's jacket starter coats like yes. anything that looks vintagey is definitely my vibe so I really liked uh, this jacket it yeah cool. I'm I'm a fan of Letterman jacket for the fall just I just love the look um, guess how much this jacket was Okay. Yeah. You didn't tell me any of these prices. So I $623 close seven fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, that makes sense. You know, it's, it's not buy. something I'm buying for the weekend, yeah. Yeah. but, um, but yeah, it's pretty thick. So lots of fabric. Um, and then the hat <laughs> was $60. So everyone, Okay, so he's balancing out, he's, yeah. he's balancing out what he spent. Um, and it's not, yeah, too, yeah. too ri ridiculous. I mean, listen, it's like, they make so much money. You want to spend $600 on a jacket, like do your thing. Yeah. Why not? And it could be sponsored at this point. You know, sometimes people are like the, I feel like over the years, the pregame looks have become much more about fashion than it's just like, Oh, like dress up for the game. You know, everyone wears a suit, but now it's like, really, you can express yourself. And I, I feel like a lot of brands too would want to reach out and be like, Hey, I want to put you in my, in my clothes or my for accessories sure. and stuff like so that. So uh, Stefan Diggs uh, was just on Von Miller's um, show that he does for YouTube. And this is exactly what they were talking about. They were talking about like how they choose their clothes before games and like what's important to them. And, and Diggs was saying, you know, I just I don't really care what anyone wears as long as I feel like they're being themselves, as long as they're not trying to like wear these brands and stuff because they think it's cool instead of just buying something they think is cool and just wearing it because it's very yeah. them like that's what he respects. Yeah. And I like that because it's so true. Like um, if you found a cool vintage shirt at the Goodwill for like, you know, six dollars and it was sweet and you owned it like that's way cooler than you yeah. being someone that's like brand heavy because you just want to look like you've spent a ton of money. Like yeah. I'd much rather you be authentic than 
rich and, you know, just like flaunting that around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cause anybody like you could honestly, you could also save too. anybody could buy anything, but you, you wearing something, I think the confidence also comes through when it's like something that you truly love and that, that represents you. So for sure. sure. And I also think like, there is something like you said about saving up your money and getting something that you've really wanted and worked towards. Like, I think that's awesome too. Mm -hmm. You know, no judgment. If you want to spend a lot of money on something that's branded, like if that's like your goal and your thing, go for it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number four. All right. Uh, Who you got? Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. (laughs) Um, I love this look because it was classic. It was giving me old school mixed with new school. I, um, honestly, I'm a sucker for air force ones, classic triple white. That is my favorite shoe. I literally wear it daily. So to (laughs) me, you're elevating your look already with the air force one. Um, but just a classic striped suit, kind of like, um, a, uh, I can't think of the word. It looks kind of corduroy-ish. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's got like some but, texture to it. Yeah, um, but just classic brown belt, white tee, chain, yeah. and then um, and then a red hat. So I love the color combo and just it's giving quarterback. That's what it's giving. <laughs> oh, now that I've zoomed in a little closer, not corduroy, it's pinstripe. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. But I love that his jacket is um, it's tailored, but at the bottom it's athletic because it's that um like rouging at the bottom that they do yes. in jerseys what's that called yeah that, like elasticy type of bottom it makes mm-hmm. it a little bit more athletic even though it, it's uh yeah it's it's tailored but i i love it too it's really yeah. really cool and then number 5 our most expensive look oh yeah of the um, week devon um, godchal so yes devon from the patriots he's wearing a Louis Letterman jacket. Oh, yeah. Tell us the price. The price of that one was six thousand two hundred and fifty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love this jacket again. I, I we, we talked about Letterman's make that in a jacket, month. but yeah, that um, that was whew, that was a heavy receipt. Um, and then he has some pleated trousers, which um, this is a old French like fashion house. I don't know how to pronounce it, um, but. Oh yeah, I'm not even gonna, the, I, I can't even begin um, to attempt to say that name. Yeah, but the pleated trousers that he's wearing are $320. And then um, he's finishing off the look with some white sneakers. Um, they've got paint splatter on them for $909. And yeah, from that is. Lenvin. I, I, it is also French, so I think it's Lavoy. I think that's Lavoie. how you say it. Okay. The I in is uh Lava. <laughs> Don't Lavoie. ask me. It's I took Latin yeah. <laughs> in middle school and high school for no reason. Um, um yeah, yeah so that's looks- that's a look. I would say out of the out of the group, if I had to pick my best overall, I'm going with Jalen Hurts this week. Ooh, okay. I'm yeah. into I'm into that style. I'm into the fact that he looks like put together, but still athletic and like relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Stamp yeah. Approval from us. Boom. 
That was fun. Oh. I love looking at their outfits. I'm always like, um, again, Von Miller wore um, an Ivy Park full track suit the other week, but it was yeah. completely silver and it looked like aluminum foil. <laughs> and he was everyone was calling him the like expensive alien, you know, like the yeah, yeah some kind of um, weird looking alien. But nobody cared what he looked like because it was Beyonce and everyone was yeah. like, yeah, Beyonce in the house. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like, it does not matter. No. The beehive no. approves always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about week five. Um, we've got three games that we're going to cover because those three games are pretty intense and close games, yeah. but um, really exciting to watch, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Which is great because, again, we've had some like boring games within the last couple of weeks. And I will say last night's, you know, Thursday night game was another low scoring. Oh, yeah. Like, Oh, God, that was one of those that you're like, it's a little bit painful to get through. You yeah, know, you're like, like is, oh, it over? is it almost yeah. over? Is it almost over? This is the longest <laughs> game in history. Um, but no, these the our top three this week were definitely not. Um, let's start with the Ravens and the Bengals. Yes. So the Ravens have had so many close games this season already and a couple that have not gone their way at the end. Um, you know, they've even led most of these games and then blew it kind of at the end. Right. Yeah. So the Ravens pulled it out pulled it out at the end two points to win the game 19 to 17 um what were your biggest takeaways from from that game uh honestly Ravens defense stepping up I think um in the beginning of the season we've relied a lot on I say we sorry the Ravens have relied a lot on (laughs) um Lamar Jackson because I mean he's just been playing spectacular but um this game he wasn't really at that same level um struggling a little bit and so um, the Ravens defense definitely stepped up to hold the Bengals. Um, I think it was 200 and right under 300. So 290 ish yards for nine possessions. Yeah. Um, which is pretty insane. So, yeah. And I just like, I am so amazed by, um, Lamar every week and how he mostly his attitude towards yeah. things. Like he's somebody that even after losing the bills game was on Twitter, like great game. Don't worry about us. Ravens, you know, we'll be back like on to next week. And I just, I just found out to be the character of an amazing leader, right? Like who wouldn't want to play for that type of guy that still has the hope and knows that his team is really, really good. um, And that they're going to be totally fine. Um, And I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, he would be a quarterback that I'd really want to play for. Yeah, for sure. So now um, I also like, no, I just, I also can't uh, get over the fact that Justin Tucker is just so good. Oh yeah. Their kicker is just wild. Like if, if I was a Ravens fan, he would be the Jersey that I had because that guy (laughs) is just automatic. He hasn't missed now. And I have to look it up, but um his winning streak let's see ravens kicker it's something uh, insane it's no it's in the like 60s i think yeah um yeah you keep talking while i find this but i just like he's just so good and i love that he the way he celebrates too when he kicks is like as if he made a touchdown like it's just so exciting for him and i'm like honestly good his one job is to kick and he does it so and i love his entire process from practicing to actually kicking like that, just that entire rhythm that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just admire that. But yeah, I was going to say Ravens um, now sit in first place in the AFC North. Yep. Um, and the Bengals, I mean, man, um, they're now two and three, but they've just kind of struggled to replicate their successful season last year and and kind of like yeah. finding that momentum and finding that energy. So, um, yeah, I mean, the offensive line is a is yeah. a huge gap for them, right? Like Joe Burrow does not have enough time to mm-hmm. settle in and, and make the plays that he needs to, to make. Um, and that was an issue since he got there, you know, his first yeah. season, his offensive line was so bad. He was getting smacked every other play. And then he, you know, had that knee injury and then it came back last year and they brought in people to make sure that that didn't happen. And, um, that obviously worked better, but even still last season, if you look at their, like his sack percentage, it was still pretty high. Like the kids just taking a lot of, a lot of hits. Um, and so that really needs to be figured out if they're going to be able to get their offense going. Yeah. And if they're going to get Christmas presents, you know, um, (laughs) which is a big thing. That's a quarterback spends a a good amount of money on his offensive line. Like, yeah. yeah, Could you imagine if one of the quarterbacks was like, no F you guys, you guys suck. I'm not (laughs) Not getting anything. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hit 8,000 times this year. Like figure it out. Um, just to go back. So Justin Tucker has converted 61 straight fourth quarter and overtime field goal attempts. 61. That is so many. He's probably the best NFL kicker of all time. Yeah. I think that's if he's not, you know, not the one he's up there in the top. He's up two, there. Yeah. Three. Yeah. And he's still going because you can be a kicker for 75 years. <laughs> well, it's exactly. amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. Okay. Next game. Eagles Cardinals. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Let's hear it. Um, wow. Honestly, I'm just scared of the Eagles. I would say, um, they're so, still- okay. <laughs> I just told you to go. What do we think about their strength of schedule, though? Because the Eagles definitely have one of the easier schedules, in my opinion, this year. So it's like, how do you determine are they really that that good or have they just not seen somebody that's as good yet? Well, we're going to see this week when that's right, when the Cowboys beat them, then the conversation will switch. (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think- mean, this is a massive rivalry game, so yeah. it's going to be fun. in in that sense, anyway, like the, the energy and the vibe going into that game is going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I do. I do agree. I think I always think it's so hard to think of strength of schedule in the NFL because I'm like, it's the pros, like, every, you know, it's and and every year and every even every yeah, game, now yeah, that we're talking about you injuries, can't say that the commanders are on the same level as you know, the chiefs or the bills or like, you just can't, they're just not good. So (laughs) to me, like there is some strength of schedule that can play a part. I think what's even crazier though, is like, how long can they stay undefeated? That's where I always get scared. I'm glad glad my team is not undefeated, right? Like that pressure's off. Okay. You lost one. Now, you know what it feels like. Now you can just go play all of your good games. Like they're going to lose at some point next week. (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny are they playing in um in dallas or in philly in philly oh yeah honestly i mean i feel like they're tailgating right now i feel like it's <laughs> so um <laughs> they might be um but with cardinals they started out super strong i mean i thought the game was going to be over pretty quick so i was like well yeah. that's two touchdowns and we'll just be kind of cruising through this yep um 
but then they just kind of struggled to keep the ball moving. And Arizona was like, I'll take that. Thank you. I'll take that. Thank you. And came back out of nowhere. Yeah. And I think there were too many times that the Eagles were able to kind of score with ease, right? Like it was just too, too easy for them to move the ball down the field. And there was just no kind of pushback from the Cardinals on a couple, like, I think it was the third drive of the game. The Eagles were able to score seven with like, you know, no time at all. Um, And that just can't, it can't happen more than once in the game, right? Like, yeah. okay, it happens, especially let's say third drive of the game. It's early on. You need to make some adjustments fine. But if you can't fully make those adjustments throughout the whole game, then, you know, you're just not going to, you're just not going to win. Yeah. So they tried, but I will say very though, end, the ending was like very weird. I don't really know if it was Kyler Murray, like a mental mistake or what was going on, but it was, it was a very weird last drive that, um, ended up forcing them to go for a field goal that was was missed terribly, but it was just a very weird ending. Yeah, it it was weird. Um, because even like with me saying they kind of drove down the field and scored like fourteen points super quickly in the beginning, the Eagles' offense really, I think they only had about five drives after those two touchdowns. Yeah, and then things started going wrong with like their fourth down drives, and Hertz was throwing some weird balls um on like a crossing kind of route and yeah. they were just like they were just odd um so I don't know he's usually it feels like kind of more of a safe quarterback like his throws aren't those like wild throws that like a Mahomes is trying to yeah. make you know and extend these plays like he seems to make those really good decisions those were a little bit off um but you know, obviously whatever they won and he'll be able to kind of look at that tape and just wonder why he threw those and try to make some changes there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then Eagles walk away with a win and that'll be it. That'll be the last celebration that they have. Um, I'll just keep it at that. We're just going to keep that. (laughs) Listen, if Cooper rush beats the Eagles, that's it. The man is getting paid. If he, he has the Eagles, he will become somebody else's starting quarterback. He'll, you guys will some, you know, it'll make because me so you, sad. Then the, the conversation around how do you possibly bring Dak back in when Cooper Rush is having so much success? Like why fix what's not broken? That is exactly what I'm saying. So um, that'll be a really interesting conversation to have after this game. And, you know, I'm rooting for you just because, you. you know. I don't have uh, any ties to the Eagles really at all. So I hope they do it for you. Thanks. We'll You're see. welcome. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Last game, um, Raiders and Chiefs. This Man. game made me so freaking frustrated. Yeah. And mostly the end of the game. Like I never expect the Chiefs to be out of it ever, mm-hmm. even if they're down in the beginning and you're like, yes, the Chiefs are losing because that's exactly what I did while I was at my yeah. work conference. I'm like watching it on my phone. And trying to get the highlights here and there. And I'm like, oh, yes, come on, Derek Carr. Like, please be the team. And I also just need the Chiefs to lose. Well, it's weird, right? As a Bills fan, you're like, I don't want to meet them early in the playoffs. But I also don't want them to win because I hate the Chiefs. So um, I was excited that they were losing. But then, you know, the other half of my brain is like, it's Patrick Mahomes. They're not out. They'll be there at the end of the game. So just wait until like the fourth quarter. Oh, the ending two plays of that game. They have one yard. Oh, one yard and they don't run it once. Yeah. 
How do you not give it to either quarterback keep or your biggest running back, the stockiest dude that you've got to just run it over the line and have everyone else on your team push that person. It's one yard, one yard. It's situational, honestly, because, and I, and I've seen that I'm, I also have, um, a little PTSD from (laughs) going back to college football with A&M and Alabama, where it was one yard (laughs) situations. Like how do we score with this amount of this many seconds left one yard. And it wasn't even for me the time it was, you know, you're going for it on fourth down if you don't get it on third down. Right. So you've got two attempts. If the run doesn't work on the first try, then try to throw the ball. Yeah. And they're not the only team that does that crap. I just don't. And maybe it's me not understanding, you know, football enough or it's the stupid analytics that people all of these Mm -hmm. coaches are following now. That's like giving them these stats when to me, like that just seems like common sense. Yeah. You just give it to your strongest dude and let him run for one yard. Yeah. I don't know. So that made me so, so frustrated. And it just feels like the Raiders and Carr cannot ever finish. They just yeah. can't get, get it they over. can't get over that hump. The um, line. Pun the intended. line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't get in the end zone. It's just, it was, but it was sad because they, they really started out so strong. Um, and I was just. So when you watch that game, over. like, what are your opinions then about the chiefs? Are they as good as the couple of years past or are they, you know, kind of just, they have the experience to finish some of these games you know, as opposed to the Raiders who just can't get it over the line. I think it's experience. I think, I think being in those situations, but also being able to change quickly and knowing how, knowing how to make those adjustments very quickly. Yeah. um, I think that comes down to experience. So Mahomes, like, I feel like at this point, we can't say Derek Carr doesn't have experience. He's been in the league for a while too, but it's a different type of experience. It's a winning experience. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's knowing like, okay, we need to adjust right now in this moment. Yeah. And, and being able to go out there and execute that in that moment. And it is just a, like, it is just a talent thing. Mahomes is adjustable because he can change his, his body and how he's throwing things and how he's running and, you know, like in which directions he's going to be taking things at the last second. Like it does just make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm so nervous for next week. (laughs) Next week. Yeah. Bill's bill's chiefs is going to be just an absolutely incredible game. Um, and, and coming off of last year's 13 seconds, I like, can't even talk about it still. Um, it's a total revenge game here for the bills and, I just hope that we can all get through the game, both teams without any kind of injuries. Cause our team is finally getting healthy again. We've got to buy the week after, like, I just want to go in. I want to win the game and then give everybody a week off. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm cheering for the bills this week too. Thanks. Um, we'll, we'll finish out with a place to eat and a tailgate tip for if you're in Kansas city and yeah. cheering for the bills. The Bills have played the Chiefs in Kansas City for like the last three years. I don't know why they are not coming to Order Park. They said no. I mark stadium. Uh, They just are like, yeah, just send the Bills into Arrowhead again. Let that giant crowd just, you know, eat them alive, which the Bills are used to loud crowds. I don't think it really, uh, it, it will obviously affect, you know, whether they have to 
be using a silent count or whatever because that stadium gets really, really loud. But yeah. the Bills are also just used to noise, so I don't think it'll bother them as much as it might bother some other teams. Yeah, it's just like a mental thing of like a sea of red versus. Yeah, But seeing Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes play is like going to be the rivalry that we see now for years to come. Yeah. It's just a good game. Yeah. The two are actually friends. You know, they respect each other too. So it's just, it's kind of that, you know, new era version of a Brady and, you know, Aaron Rodgers or, you know, Brady Manning type of situation. If you are at Arrowhead Stadium, something yeah. that I saw was really cool was tailgate suites. So tailgating has been like a very long tradition at Arrowhead Stadium. Like everybody does it, but there are tailgate suites you can purchase. And it's kind of like pre-set up, but it's a, a mini, I would say like a mini tiny home or like a mini trailer. Outside? It's outside. Yeah. But oh, cool. They've already set it up for you. It's blocked off by like a cute little white fence. You can have 10 or more <laughs> guests. There's a buffet. So um, there's fun. games. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool because instead of you having to lug all this stuff, you're just paying for the spot, walk up and everything's there. And I was so like, that's amazing. I would do it. So, yeah, that's one of those things. I would definitely throw my money at that problem. Yeah. You guys, yeah. you guys set everything up, but that sounds fun. Yeah. It's the experience. So why not? Yeah, that's great. Um, let's see what else. Uh, so a couple places that if you want to eat when you're in Kansas city, obviously the barbecue is huge. Go eat all of the, you know, brisket and ribs that you can, but there's a really cute um, kind of wholesome breakfast at this yummy place called Mildred's. It's a family owned cafe. Um, and like the standard breakfast, you know, is like a breakfast sandwich and people kind of wake up early and get in line to get these biscuits and gravy and these breakfast sandwiches that are just like these pillowy eggs. I don't know. It's really good. Yeah. Start your day off right. Get a good breakfast in. Especially if you're tailgate. doing a tailgate. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram. Um, we have our Fangirl NFL show on Instagram. And then you can find me at Haley Clover. You can find Sydney at Sydney underscore Faith underscore. Well, thanks y'all for listening to the Sweets episode. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.